0: My next guest is a philanthropist and co-founder of Kershaw's Challenge. It was co-founded in uh, 2011 by Ellen and her husband, the eight-time Major League Baseball All-Star Clayton Kershaw. Today, the Kershaw's Challenge seeks to serve vulnerable and at-risk children living in Los Angeles, Dallas, Zambia, and the Dominican Republic. The goal is to partner with organizations that are committed to this as well as and work alongside them on specific projects to make life better for children. One of their signature events is the upcoming 7th Annual Ping Pong for Purpose, the number four purpose, being held at Dodger Stadium on August 8th. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the very first time, and I'm proud to have her, Ellen Kershaw.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) excited to be here today to talk about Kershaw's Challenge and our events, our beneficiaries, and everything in between.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The date says 2011. It was founded. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, something was bothering you, too, in life. You're just seeing things. And you're going, because uh-huh. a lot of times you get frustrated. And I know that uh, I participated in stuff because people have asked me to participate in it. I've, landed, I've lent my name and my, my dollars as well. So this was a program that you, two decided to, uh, to engage as part of your brand. What drove that commitment in 2011?
1: You know, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know that we ever expected Kershaw's challenge to be where it is today. We didn't, we didn't begin it hoping that it would flourish into what it has become. It, it honestly started with just this finding this need that needed to be met um, right away. And I've been going to Zambia, Africa, my entire college um, time. And and it was really important to me that Clayton would go with me right after we got married, that three weeks after we got married, we went to Africa. And, he got to meet this little orphan named Hope who I'd fallen in love with. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to be honest, the most critical need was she just needed a home. She needed mm-hmm. a, pl- a safe place to call home a stable environment and a family. And, and that's where it began. We realized that Clayton's platform, the talent of baseball, gives us an incredible voice and opportunity to raise money and awareness for this. And so it was on our plane flight back from that first trip to Zambia that we just decided we were going to um, start this mission. And Clayton would donate money for every strikeout he made and, and really mm-hmm. start to use his platform to give back. So in essence, we didn't expect it to grow to where it is today. We honestly just went in thinking, we've got to build this girl a home. We wanted to start with this children's home where orphans, just like Hope, would have a place to grow up in, in a family environment. So that's where it began with just a singular focus, need, and passion. And gosh, it has snowballed and, and escalated and grown into something beyond our wildest
0: dreams. Well, dreams are what made this happen. It was emotional is what made this happen. I'm speaking to Ellen Kershaw. Um, we're discussing her, the foundation that she started with her husband, Clayton Kershaw. And there's some other cities. We started with Zambia. and then But you have yes. Los Angeles. You have Dallas. And we're going to talk about the Dominican Republic. Los Angeles is where you're based. So I think that's a natural relationship that you, you walk out your front door, you see trouble, you want to fix it close to home. But Dallas. Exactly.
1: Why Dallas. So Dallas is where Clayton and I are both from. We actually spend our off-season there. Um, We still very much consider that our home base. So um, even though we're in LA during the season and and that absolutely has become a second home to us, we also spend a good amount of time in Dallas. And for a while, we were only getting to go to Africa once a year during the off-season. And Mm -hmm. um, Clayton and I's heart just continued to crave service and finding those kids who are vulnerable and in need. And um, that we could be touching throughout the se- baseball season and during the off season. So that's why we began to include Los Angeles and Dallas, our our two home bases to pursue okay.
0: challenge. Well, see, I'm, I'm a Texas boy. I'm from Houston, Texas. So oh, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know y'all were Texans. So this this conversation yeah. got even more oh, special yeah. now. Woo! Now, now, uh-huh. being that you're Dallas, you know, you know, y'all up in Dallas. You know, you know, Houston really where it's happening. I'm going to just let you know that, Ellen. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that. It's my show. I can say that. But uh, you're doing yeah. a great cause. Now, Not the Dominican Republic. How did we get over there right. to the Dominican Republic?
1: So that was really important to Clayton. That actually is where his passion really stemmed from. He has had so many teammates that have come Absolutely. from the DR. And, you know, over there, baseball is valued at kind of the utmost importance. That for a lot of kids, it's the ticket off the island. And um, they just kind of hold it with such reverence, that sport, that Clayton really knew how powerful – his voice and his platform would be over mm-hmm. there. And, mm-hmm. and he's met so many baseball players that were once those vulnerable kids that really needed an extra boost and a helping hand to get them to where they are today. So that's where uh, that's where we at, at added on the Dominican Republic. Okay, cool.
0: So you have like four locations. Uh, you have Los we Angeles, do. Dallas, Zambia, and Dominican Republic. In each location, is the responsibility or the purpose the same in each location, or do they shift based on need?
1: You know, it it does shift based on needs, but the essence of Kershaw's challenge is vulnerable and at-risk children, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when Clayton and I became parents ourselves. It is unimaginable for us to think about kids out there who don't have a stable environment, a safe place to call home as our kids do. And so really our heart reaches in a whole new capacity once we become parents.
0: I know that, you know, I'm a parent. I know exactly when I see um, kids who are being abused or kids that um, don't have what I think should be normal. It really is, uh, it's really, uh, it's unexplainable. So I I'm, I find what you're saying very relatable from an emotional standpoint. I find it commendable that you took your emotion and turned it into a, a passion. And that passion became an idea. And using, now, now you know, you, you say your husband, Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. And then you say, hey, Rashawn, let me just get you straight. Zambia was, was something I was involved in when I was in college. Now, mm-hmm. how did y'all bring that scope together and inform this? It's twenty eleven. It's now we're twenty eleven now. You know, you you got this right. passion, you know, you you're making decisions. Did you have four four cities already in place or did you start with one city and just started expanding?
1: That's a great question. Um Clayton and I actually started dating when we were in high school. We were just fourteen years old and Best friends, and and then I actually went off to college at Texas A and M, and Clayton. Oh, you're an Aggie too.
0: Engaged. I'm telling you something. I'm telling you so. an Aggie I'm King a King University of Houston Cougar <laughs> now. You need to stop talking now. You need to stop
1: talking. Uh, <laughs> thanks and get oh, um, Go, so throw, that go throw that in there. Go it in there. We had these four years where both of us really got to flourish on our own, and we were still dating, but he was pursuing his dream of baseball, and and meanwhile, I was going to spending my college summers going to Africa. And mm-hmm. so we almost were going down these two completely opposite paths, right. both both pursuing our passions and dreams. And and part of us were a little bit worried about, like, how can these actually ever intersect? How are we going to figure out how we both get to do what we are passionate about and have there be any overlap? And that's kind of the beauty of Kershaw's challenge. It, it is the perfect culmination of my passion for Zambia and the orphans there and Clayton getting to use his platform to rescue them, to bring awareness to them, to Absolutely. raise a lot of money for them. And even though it began as my passion and, and my calling, I mean, what, once Clayton went over there and thought for him himself, you you can't help, but it becomes your passion and your calling too. It just, it changes who you are and um, you leave a part of your heart over there that you never get back. Awesome. So Awesome. Um it's very much become a part of who he is as well.
0: Let me, let's talk about this, uh, because I know when you do um, locations like this, you have to partner with organizations that are already committed in this direction. How do you select it? Because that's a trust factor, because now you're putting your brand and your association. And, you know, sometimes when you do good, if you do good with the wrong people, they can come back with a negative back- backlash. How do you select? Absolutely. You know, how do you yeah. how do you partner up with the organ? How do you vet the organizations that you're partnering up with?
1: You know, we have a really extensive application and interview process, and um, we ask for references. We do site visits. Um, Arise Africa. Is who we partner with in Africa, and we've actually Clayton and I got to be with them from the very beginning. And so, in essence, we've a little bit gotten to help them grow and mm. see the growth from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's made a huge difference to us. We, we fully invest not only monetarily, but um, in a in a tight relationship with all these beneficiaries. We are not an organization that just wants to write a check and turn the cheek. Um, we want to write a check and be. Extremely invested. We want to do service projects with them. We want to attend board meetings with them. We have a follow-up program where we, years later, we're still following up with the organization to make sure that our money and donation is um, still being utilized to its full capacity.
0: That's very smart. Very smart. We have about two minutes left in this break. I want to talk about some of the uh, money-making conversation. The purpose is to give information to people. You're talking about charity. You're talking about giving back. You're talking about foundation. I get a lot of people uh, that contact me or come on the show talking about this. And it's it's hard work. So can mm-hmm. you tell or just expound on what's what's involved in running that charity day-to-day and key advice you, you've you gotten over the years?
1: Yeah, you know, it sometimes it feels like you're taking two steps forward and one step back, and that's just the nature of not only working with nonprofits but third-world countries. And you can't feel defeated when you do take that one step back because sometimes those one-step backs are critical learning moves, and you have to learn from them. Um, the other thing that – we had to learn early on is the blanket of poverty, the amount of kids who are in need and at risk who need our help is completely overwhelming. And if we started trying to change all of that at once, Mm -hmm. I think it'd be debilitating. And so what we've really had to learn is it is one child at a time. And if we can change the life of one child, then Kershaw's challenge has done its job well. And we've had to not think so much about the, the quantity of kids, um, but the quality of our impact. And so that has made a huge difference in running a nonprofit is just measuring our success, you know, and, and trying to raise awareness, of course, trying to raise money, but really wanting to go deep with these organizations and really make sure that we are making a deep change and impact in this life. Well,
0: you know, it is really powerful what you just stated, because sometimes when you are successful, uh, sometimes people can, it can, it can be a curse because you don't know how to mm-hmm. react because people – People naturally think that money just flows from the, the, the river when you got it. They, right. especially in your situation, because right. they, you, you know, your your husband's financial success is in the general public. You know, he signs uh-huh. a contract, everybody knows, and then everybody right. starts knocking right. on the door. Everybody thinks, "Hey, I," you know, in the end, you got to live your life too. When we come back, uh, I'm talking to my favorite friend. She's a, she's a naggy. She's from Dallas. Um, I'm the two strikes, but y'all still love her. Are uh, we going to talk more about her? <laughs> the pink farm for purpose that they're doing um in uh, L.A. coming up. And uh, she's amazing. Her husband's amazing. But she's even more dynamic. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald's back. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. I'm on the phone with my dear friend, longtime Texan. She's from Dallas. She's a graduate of Texas A&M Giggum University. She's known her husband since the age of 14. They were about to go separate ways, but passion and love and a sense of focus Brought them back together again. Now they're on money-making conversations. And their passion, their passion is changing lives. Not only lives in their homes, but in Los Angeles, Dallas, Zambia, and the Dominican Republic. Please welcome back to my show to discuss the 7th Annual Ping Pong for Purpose, Ellen Kershaw.
1: Hi. Excited to be back (laughs) and talk more about Ping Pong for Purpose, where that all started. First of all, I can play ping
0: pong. Let me just put that out there now. Okay, I can play ping pong. I'm a very talented ping pong player. Why did you guys decide on ping? You got bowling out there. You got pool out there. You got uh, you got picnic in the park out there. You got parties. Why did you guys choose ping pong?
1: Well, ping pong is Clayton's probably second passion in life after baseball. It kind of the ping pong table came with the marriage, and so it has always been our dining room table and you know, the centerfold of our household. And so, um, for Clayton, it is, it's just one of his passions and he has done it since he was just a little kid. He's extremely competitive, which is no shock to anybody, but, um, he just wanted to do a ping pong tournament. That was his idea. And, you know, he's done golf tournaments and bowling Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but he really felt like ping pong was something that people don't get to do often, but everyone can have a little bit of skill at to some level. And it is just one of the most fun nights because people secretly come out of you know into this competition and yeah, get super into it. They think they
0: can play, you know.
1: Yeah, they, you exactly. Know. And they, there's a lot of smack talk going around. Absolutely, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. so fun. <laughs> see, see,
0: see, see. I'm, 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 I'm taking it back, you know, because you know, you say he's good, so I think that's like kind of intimidating, Rushan McDonald, you know eight-time Major League All-Star, but that's his second most talented skill. That's what she said to me. So I'm just I letting know. you know. He's like, oh, the guy has a fastball. He's striking out people uh. left and right. She's intimidating. Uh. But guess what? Rashawn is fearless.
1: Rashad is fearless. Uh. <laughs> well, come on out. Oh, see, what's let I love love what <laughs> no, no, see, I'm going to tell you
0: something. I'm going to tell you something, Ella. For me to come out there, we got to stream it. You know what I'm saying? Me. Streaming on Facebook Live. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Going down. Put uh-huh. a little put a little dollar value there. They can click and just make donations. See how long Rashawn exactly. can survive against yeah, Clayton. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a promoter. You know, we're gonna go out there, we gotta make money for you for this call. Good. So, love it. So now tell me how this all lays out. You know, because you got an MC, you got a Brad and Kimberly Paisley, you're honoring them. Yeah. Who I love Brad's music. Tell me about about the whole setup here. Because you're talking about ping okay. pong, but it feels like it's an event too.
1: It is. It's such a fun event. So we hosted it at, um, on the field of Dodger Stadium, which is such a cool experience for all of our attendees. Um, just to be like playing on the infield, on the dirt. We have about 20 ping pong tables set up. Um, this year, for the second time in a row, Brian Cranston is our MC, And he and his wife are just phenomenal. They are just, um, they are such role models for Clayton and I and how to be amazing philanthropists and so we really look up to them and we're getting to honor Brad and Kim Paisley for the work that they're doing they just opened up something called The Store in Nashville which is a grocery store that is free for people that are in need of good nutritious food but still want a grocery store experience and um so all of Clayton's teammates come out we have a lot of celebrities from Hollywood some really important sponsors to us and we double everybody up and we do this great ping pong tournament and it is it's lit up for a couple hours. It's really fun. We've got great music going. Everybody's surrounding, then huddling around ping pong tables to watch the competition go down.
0: Now here's a, here's a cool thing. Let's just talk about some of the past honorees here. You know, you have a Magic Johnson, uh, Jack Black, Will Ferrell, my boy Matthew Perry, uh, uh, Jordan Fisher, Doc Rivers, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Gabby Douglas, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Cody Bellinger, who's ripping the ball left and right this year on the baseball field. Just a mm-hmm. few. To let you know that there's a wide spectrum of the people. And uh, if if you go to their website or follow these different people on Instagram, they all have a purpose. They all have a passion to give back and make a difference in people's lives. Now, how does the selection process go for the individuals that you're honoring?
1: Um, you know, we just wanted to really highlight people that are doing extraordinary philanthropy work mm-hmm. within the community. Mm-hmm. So it has been a no brainer for us to highlight Matthew McConaughey was our honoring last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he does incredible work with after school programs called Just Keep Living. Um, obviously the Paisleys this year. But, you know, all of these people we really look up to because again, they're putting um they're putting their hands and feet where their money is. And so they are really are trying to make a difference and serve in that capacity, which is incredible that these you know people that are using their platform and and their talents of acting are also giving back
0: well you know it's, it's really amazing what i you know just i'm just blown away when you say they this the store or you know people you know it's, it's really interesting because uh when you get in the inner city getting with people that don't have what you have you kind of assume that mm-hmm. they have your experience there's some people live in the neighborhood and never get out the neighborhood all they know is what's in that neighborhood It's something a lot of people have never flown a plane, you know? And so, so when you talk, when, so a lot of people, they, they, they go to a grocery store. They never go in because they have these little glass, the the stores where you, they, you point out the food that you want, then they pass it through the glass so you can get it. Exactly. So, so so you assume that what's the big deal? Give them the experience of shopping in a store. Well, guess what? A lot of people don't have that experience. A lot right. of people.
1: It's something well, we definitely take for granted, and, and they want to teach kids that you know their parents are able to go to a grocery store to get that entire experience. They even have a checkout, even though they're not paying for the food, they're still going to go through the checkout line and check out the food, and mm-hmm. and we just think that that's so important for kids to realize that in an early age that their family, you know, it, it feels mainstream, it feels normal, it kind of gives the kids a sense of you know my mom and dad are providing for me in an incredible way, so. Mm-hmm. We just love what they're doing and this idea that they had.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's clean. Let's, let's back that up. It's clean. And that's what a lot yeah. of things that uh, people take for granted, too, walking into an environment that you, know, you walk outside the store and it's not trash left and right when you're walking into the store. They say trash will follow you inside the store sometimes. But let's. let's I want to right. talk about a couple of more questions before I lose time with you because uh, I've thoroughly been enjoying that. Probably went offline a couple of times because I've been having so much fun with you. But there was a question here. What is the giving board? What exactly is that?
1: Oh, so this is one of my favorite parts of ping pong. We have this giving board where everybody can sponsor um, a, a rescue through International Justice Mission. And what they do is they... Help rescue victims of human trafficking globally, but Clayton and I are especially invested in IJM at in the Dominican Republic, and we've gotten to witness firsthand the impact that IJM has in this country and what a rescue means. And so, for sixty three hundred dollars, someone can um, put their name on a square, fund, and fund a rescue, which ultimately is literally saving one life or multiple lives through. Um, intel and getting the um, justice system behind and, and truly just taking these victims out of trafficking. And I mean, you can't even put a price on that. It's it's incredible. And last year, that wall was filled up before even half the event was over. So we're excited and we've created more squares this year. And um, that just to me, it's such a tangible way that you can give back. And it's pretty incredible to see how fast those boxes fly during the, the evening. Wow.
0: That's very powerful. I know Georgia is a is a state that uh is really high on the list of uh, sex trafficking. You know, yeah. so you know, I know I fly a lot, so they always tell you if you see any young lady with somebody that doesn't look right, doesn't look normal, seated next to an adult, whether it's male or female, don't be thrown off. You know, it's not just men transporting these right. young ladies. There's women too. So always be on the alert right. of situations that don't look right. Just Hey, bring it to people's attention. Don't be afraid. Don't. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to say. I want to point out the wrong thing. The wrong thing is that you don't do the right thing. So, it's a couple right. more questions it, I want to talk about here. Did you want to say something, Ellen? Because you, you no, know, no, to... no,
1: just agreeing with you on all that.
0: Cool. Uh, what are some of the other upcoming projects that the Kershaw's Challenge is doing this year and in the future?
1: So, locally in LA, actually, next week we have this um, event that's really special. It's called the Back to School Bash, and we partner with the Dream Center here in Los Angeles. We get to pack out, pass out thousands and thousands of backpacks to kids who are about to start school, and maybe you're going into the school you're feeling very unprepared. Um, and so these families they line up around the block, starting at three a.m. in the morning, mm. just to make sure that their kid gets a backpack filled with all of the school supplies they'll need that these parents can't provide themselves. And so once um, once the kids and the families enter. The line starting at 10 a.m. I mean they've now waited out there for seven hours hoping to be one of the first in lines and Clayton and I get to stand at the front of the lines and and see the smiles on these kids faces just feeling like they are now fully prepared and equipped to start school but once they enter the back to school bash it's pretty magical um we get to do eye exams physicals um, back to school shopping we have racks of clothes we do bike giveaways haircuts to start school off um really just all the things that I grew up very much taking for granted. And these kids don't. They realize what an opportunity this is, and um, they're just very thankful, and it's incredible to get to witness firsthand passing a backpack out to a kid that otherwise would not get that before school starts.
0: Awesome. Uh, Before I go, uh, we've got one minute left in this interview. I want to talk about how people can give back and find out more about
1: uh, Kershaw's Challenge. So you can go to Kershaw'sChallenge.com. That has all of the information that anybody would need. Ways to get involved, we have um, sometimes throughout the year, we'll be selling T-shirts you can represent, hear different stories of people that are also giving back in their own unique ways, hear about all the beneficiaries that we're getting to raise money for this year. Um, That's where you can find all of the information, but also follow us on social media. We've got an Instagram account, a Facebook page, a Twitter account, and daily we are posting updates on those. So... Um we love our followers to follow along to hear the daily changes and impact.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something. Do now on the uh before I wrap, on the back of the school bash, is that open to everybody or these families screened or can I post nope. it on social media? It is
1: you? open to it is open to everybody. They just need to look up the Dream Center in Los Angeles. Okay. Meet us there.
0: Okay, cool. Uh thank you for coming on my show. You're amazing. Uh, I hope once continued success. I'm an Astro fan, but I wish continued success for the Dodgers <laughs> to they meet the Astros in the World Thank Series.
1: Thank
0: you. Uh, keep, uh, I'm going to post as much as I can to promote everything that you do in the future. Okay? Thank you for calling Thank you show. so
1: much.